Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice episode 69. Here we are somehow at the very end of July, um, which means that we are halfway through this year. Um, just trying to stay hopeful that it will get better. Um, man, it's been crazy. I have been feeling it's been weird. I've been like extremely creative in the last couple of months, maybe just because like for the first time in like a you know 15 years I like have free time it's so strange um and I've been really trying to stay productive and be as creative as possible but I've also been feeling like really bummed out like I I'm such an introvert um that like you know at the beginning of quarantine I kind of felt like oh, this is okay. Like this is, you know, other than the things about it that were horrifying and stressful and, you know, trying to like put out an album right at the beginning of that. Um, you know, in terms of just like my social, like emotional health, I felt like almost a little bit like relieved to kind of, you know, have a couple of months where, um, I was alone a bit more. Um, but I think it's even starting to get to me um, that I just like miss people and feel kind of disconnected. Um, I can't imagine how all the extroverts are feeling. Um, but I wanted to just say, if you're a person who's listening, I would really love to hear from you. Um, and you know, um, it would be like, like if this podcast is a boost to you, it would be like a great boost to me to just know that you're listening, that you're enjoying it. Um, and, you know, I haven't had any like news in the last couple of weeks, but I wanted to share something with you guys. Um, there is this, I don't know, actually, I don't know if it's new, but there's a documentary on Netflix called Disclosure, which is about trans representation in the media. And I watched it last week and I loved it so much that the next day I just watched it again. Um, and I... I would watch it like probably at least another two times. Um, if anybody wanted to watch it with me, I'd be like, I'm so here. Let's watch it again. And one of the um, one of the people who's who's featured in the documentary is Lily Wachowski, who made the Matrix films and a lot of other awesome stuff, including one of my favorite shows ever since eight. Um, and she said something in the documentary that is like so artifice. It's so like exactly the kind of thing that like I'm always talking about as we are, you know, I'm asking my guests about their relationship with art and specifically their relationship with their own creations. And she just said something that I feel like I'm always like trying to articulate. Um, she was talking about making Sense8 and creating the Nomi character and her relationship with her girlfriend, Amanita, um, and talking about how it was like she was making something that was like the future that she wanted to see. And I, I didn't write down the quote like exactly because I was watching the documentary at like two o'clock in the morning while Andrew was asleep and I had headphones on. And anyway, I was trying to be stealthy. Um, but she said something like, I, I think maybe I got the beginning of the quote right. She said, there's such a funny thing about the magic trick of creating something out of thin air and using it as a handhold to pull you forward. 
And I just thought that was so beautiful. And I wanted to make sure to tell you guys before I forget. Um, and I really, I mean, I know creativity feels like that to me sometimes. Like when I'm writing, it's like I'm trying to write something from a perspective of a person who's, you know, more confident than I am or or farther along um, on on a toward a goal or farther along toward, you know, a new kind of stage of personal evolution and as I'm writing it it's it's kind of like the mechanism whereby I actually can like become that next you know part of myself um so anyway I wanted to just share that with you guys maybe I'll just read it one more time so she says there's such a funny thing about the magic trick of creating something out of thin air and using it as a handhold to pull you forward. So um, if you guys are feeling like bummed out in quarantine or whatever, like just in general, um, just remember that creativity can be something that happens that way. It's not like you need to reach a certain level of whatever um, and then create, you know, kind of in retrospect, like your creativity can can actually be the mechanism whereby you um, you kind of take steps forward. So anyway, I just thought that was really amazing. And I kind of want to like frame it and hang it up in my studios. Just like such a beautiful thought. Um, okay, now I need to navigate away from this in my phone to the bio of today's guest, which is my new friend, Brian Medeiros. Um, Brian came uh, two weeks ago to be interviewed for the podcast. And, you know, I say this all the time, but like, it's so often true that I just right away just felt like, you know, comfortable with him and like, you know, maybe sort of a, sort of a kindred creative spirit. Um, it's such a, it's such a gorgeous thing about this podcast. I'll never stop saying it because it never stops blowing my mind. Um, so Brian is a drummer and a photographer, um, and his bio is written in the first person and is very lengthy. So I edited like I edited down a couple parts to read out loud, and if I stumble a little bit, um, trying to kind of like make it first person into third person, forgive me. Um, but I will post the whole bio in the show notes and on the blog post for the episode, blah, 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 blah. Here is Brian's bio. Brian Medeiros is a photographer, videographer, and drummer from Utah. From the moment he got his first drum set at 11 years old, playing music is what he knew he wanted and needed to do with his life. After high school, he found a new hunger and pushed himself harder on every level. Eventually, he claimed the throne, and you guys, that's the drum throne. That's what drummers call the chair that they sit on the throat. Um, okay, now I have to find my place. I sabotaged myself. Eventually, he claimed the throne in a Las Vegas-based rock band called Otherwise. Otherwise was a band that Brian had been a fan of for years and had watched them blow up with their most notable song, Soldiers, which had gotten them signed to a major label and known internationally. Brian was with Otherwise for four years starting in 2016. He toured the country several times, played out of the country, performed along countless huge acts um, at major festivals, 
They wrote and recorded four releases, and Brian was part of several video productions, um, being in them or producing them. In the middle of 2018, when Otherwise was off tour and writing a new album, Brian decided to pick up photography, which has been a wild ride all on its own. He never thought he could find another passion that he would connect with and love as much as music, but immediately upon taking his first picture with his Canon DSLR, he fell in love with capturing a moment. Brian has been overwhelmed with the positive response of many captures being displayed in people's homes. He's been fortunate enough to travel out of the country, work with tourism boards, galleries, and produce a hardcover book partnered with a nonprofit organization. He's worked with some great international bands and artists, world-recognized clothing companies, and various real estate opportunities to capture photos and videos of some of Utah's most beautiful mansions, etc. Um, and I will include several of Brian's gorgeous, stunning pho photographs um, in the media for this episode. Um, you guys, here comes Brian Medeiros. Enjoy. Sometimes art feels like magic, pure, visionary. And sometimes it's brought to you in part by focus groups and algorithms. And the makers of art are no different. We're creatives, sure. But we're also salespeople. We need imagination and imitation. We need deep, meaningful connections. But we also have to network. Yep, even if you're an introvert. And that's my point. Balancing vulnerability with veneer is tricky. And it's a struggle we don't often share. So let's share. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Today's episode of Artifice is brought to you by Goldilocks Wraps. Goldilocks wraps are an all-natural and eco-friendly alternative to plastic wrap. These reusable beeswax food wraps are made by hand using locally sourced beeswax. And not only are they easy to clean, they keep your food fresh for longer. Goldilocks wraps combat single-use plastics with something that is both practical and beautiful. Especially in quarantine, I've been trying to buy produce in bulk and cook in a way that leaves leftovers for the following day. Goldilocks wraps have come in super handy as I'm covering up tomorrow's portion of my lovely home-cooked meals and wrapping up produce to use for future recipes later in the week. It should come as no surprise to anyone that I chose the pink floral set, and I love them all so much. They're so pretty, and it feels great to know I'm supporting a healthier planet in this simple way. Head to GoldilocksWraps.com and enter promo code ARTIFICE10, that's all caps, A-R-T-I-F-I-C-E-1-0 for 10% off your purchase today. I don't usually do the microphone thing. I'm usually behind the drum set where I'm comfortable. But probably you kind of know how they work. <laughs> yeah, but I get that. For sure. <laughs> Behind the drum set. Okay, so let's start by talking about what you were like as a child and how creativity was showing up for you as a little kid. Sure. So I I never expressed a desire to play drums or anything, but when I was in fifth grade, my mom gave me her, one of her older brother's drum sets. Cool. She just like knew you know, yeah. I guess. And how did she know? I mean, was I, I it just know. like a family thing? Like her brother plays drums. So she, did she know, or was it just like, maybe he'll like these? I think she just thought that maybe, yeah. <laughs> that maybe I'd like it. You know, we went to a bunch of concerts and like music's very, always been very prevalent in like yeah. my family and everything. But 
and she played piano like years and years and years ago. <clears throat> but I don't know. It just she just knew. I don't know. At some point, let's, let's like talk a little bit more about like what the role of creativity was mm-hmm. in the family because that's huge. I think that could be like just a tad closer to you. Sure. Yeah, you can manhandle this one moves <laughs> like this too. If that's okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when I'm talking with creatives, like my, I want to find out like what were the things that like allowed you to continue creativity into adulthood? Because I think everyone's creative, you know, maybe more or less. Um, but certainly there are plenty of children who are extremely creative who don't continue to be creative um, in their adulthoods. I, I think that's a tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so I like to talk with adult creatives about like all the things that kind of, you know, played a part. So having a family that values creativity is like a huge, like, advantage, I think. Um, not to say that there aren't plenty of other things that can be difficult. But so your uncle is a drummer. A he profes- was. A, he was like years and years a ago. A professional My mom drummer has, at some point? No, it was okay. just kind of like in high school, he, a little bit after that. He okay. was playing drums, but... Any professional musicians in the family? No. Nope. Okay, yeah. <laughs> cool. My family's like that too. Like everyone kind of like plays piano mm-hmm. like everyone in my family kind of plays piano all the aunts and uncles um and everybody like sings a little bit but like no one has been like a serious artist mm-hmm. of any kind um so in some ways it's like it's nurtured but then in some ways it's like you're doing what um, i'm just guessing yeah <laughs> i guess we'll get there yeah yeah um but you went to a lot of concerts yeah like, what kind of concerts um a lot of like classic rock stuff mainly when you were like a little baby like like from the time i was like four i think was the first concert that i remember and then just that guy i think that really kind of inspired me and then when i got that drum set that's just like immediately what i knew i wanted to do like that was my everything maybe you don't know but like why did your parents take you to concerts when you were so little you know like i don't think it's weird but like it's definitely not a given that you take your like toddler. Yeah. Like what did they, was it just like a practicality thing or was it like, we think he'll like it. I think just that. Yeah. Yeah, They were very passionate about it and they knew that they just felt like we would be as well. Yeah. You have older siblings. I have one older brother. Yeah. Okay. And that (laughs) maybe is part of it too. Like if you have an older child that wants to go, like you bring the younger one too. When you say like they're passionate about it, like tell me more about that. Like what does that mean? It's just, you know, there's anytime we're driving, anytime just around the house, there was just always Always music music. playing. And it was always just a big part of, of who my mom is and your mom, especially. Yeah. Is she like, what does she play music or no, she just loves it. She just loves it. Do you you know why? Like, or, or I think maybe more what I'm wondering is like, like I want to get an idea of like, how you were introduced mm-hmm. to these things, like what's yeah. the context? So like, maybe I'm kind of more wondering like, what idea do you have or did you have about like what your mom's relationship to music was? I think for her, it's it's like an escape. It's like a release. It's it's like her own world that she can kind of reside yeah. within and whatever else is going on in the world, she can just kind of live within that moment and how the music speaks to her. Yeah, that's awesome. And she wanted you guys to have that. Yeah. And you just, you just have the one older brother and then. Yeah. I I do have two half siblings as well. 
but when you were when you were grow- when mm-hmm. you were very first, it was like just okay. but yeah, no youngers. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really kind of what I was. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. So then your mom gave you the hand me down drum set mm-hmm. when you were how old? When I was in fifth grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything any anything else that happened before then? Like, did you like to draw? Were you like consuming media in like an extra Not hungry so way? Much, honestly, like I, there's a, so there's not a whole lot of like photos and stuff of when I was younger, and I don't really know why. It's just you know, there's some yeah. turbulent times yeah. in my sure. younger younger times, but you know I I don't for me like when I think back of like I have memories of hanging out with my cousins and uncles and and everything but like for me i feel like my life started start a little bit later yeah kind of like started with the drums and that's kind of like just where my life started as for one from what i remember and and like when i think back on things okay cool yeah i I mean sometimes people have like you know i i feel like when we're older children that's usually when like our creative skills really start being a thing but sometimes there's like important, I would say important, like creative exploration or just mm-hmm. like creative input that's right. happening younger. So I like to ask, yeah. um, but yeah, I think that's totally fair. Like not having a lot of memories or, I mean, maybe I could ask, did do, you know, the adults in your life, I mean, I guess now you're an adult in your <laughs> life, <laughs> but like when you were little, um, did like, do the, do the people who were adults, when you were a child, um, tell you anything about yourself as a child that kind of gives you any through line of like, you know, the evolution of your creativity. Honestly, no, okay. I know that's, that's like no, so weird and, it's and, not. and maybe there's like that weird disconnect. It just like, well, sometimes really. I ask a bunch of times because I have this weird experience. So I've, I've been doing this podcast over a year. This is like, I think the 69th interview. Cool. Um, and you wouldn't believe how often I have to ask someone like a bunch of times before they're like, oh, yeah, I painted a lot. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> you wouldn't think to include that. But I think sometimes like those things that we're doing when we're really little are so like such a given, like sure. they feel like such a given to us that we don't think about like how they played a role. Yeah. In- or like, did I have to ask my mom for paints? Like how like not all households have paints, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so kind of having to think like, was that the parent advocating for the child or the child advocating for like their own like art desires or, you know, so sometimes I'll ask it a couple ways and people will go like, Oh, you know, there was like, yeah. yeah. And then there's something like really important. Okay. So (laughs) you got the drum set when you're in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, what happened, what happened? And I, and I want to know about like the development of your skills, like your ability to play the drums. And I also want to know about like the development of like, you know, how you listen to music, like kind of what it started to mean to you. Yeah. So in fifth grade, I started, uh, with a drum teacher and. Did you just, hear? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, just in Sandy. Okay. And, uh, had a private teacher for the first couple years and then he moved to park city and then lessons didn't really make sense going from Sandy to park city yeah. every week or whatever. Um, and that's the time that I was kind of getting into school and a seventh grade band and everything. And in seventh grade band, you couldn't only play drums. Yeah. You couldn't only play drums. You couldn't only xylophone or something. They wanted to do a, like a brass instrument or something else. So I was like, well, I guess I'll learn the trumpet. Okay. And, um, cause it might, I have another uncle that played the trumpet, I guess. So there's 
there some are, musicality there are, yeah. and the, you know some yeah. piano and stuff but not anything like super not prevalent pro- not professional yeah yeah um and then a few months into the seventh grade year, my band teacher broke his back ice skating. Oh my gosh. And so we just had subs for the rest of the year. And they didn't know that rule that you couldn't only play drums. Oh. You have to play the other thing. So they weren't like reinforcing me yeah. playing the trumpet. And being in seventh grade, you know, I was like, I don't want to play the trumpet. Yeah. I don't want to play drums. <laughs> and so I, I kind of ditched the trumpet. And it's funny looking back on it. I'm like, man, if I stuck with the trumpet, I could have a, an, another side of this music. I know, another you know, whole adventure. thing to, to try and Yeah, be but on, and on the other hand, on the other side of the coin, it's like I didn't. So I put everything into drums and I'm very happy with that. Yeah. It's just so interesting it's, thinking about that turning point of like totally. what that did for me. I think about stuff like that all the time. Like if I had worked on this other skill, like what would that mean yeah. now? And it's like, it's such a futile like thought process, right. <laughs> but, but I, but it's really relatable, I think. Yeah. Um, when you were in drum lessons, were you like, what, what were you like, were you like a star student? <laughs> um, I always made it a point to practice cause you know, he'd always say work on, yeah. you know, there's a few different books that we'd work through or like a s- different songs that we were learning. Yeah. And, um, I would always make sure to practice. Like I was very interested in it. I was very drawn to it and just, I yeah. wanted to. And I'm so. always curious, like I teach kids, I teach singing lessons and like songwriting lessons. And I, you know, very, very few of my students have ever pursued music professionally. Um, and even the ones who kind of have, have like stopped. So I'm still kind mm-hmm. of like, I'm I'm still kind of like, you know, I think about this a lot, like, um, and I wonder if uh, teachers are like what percentage of students like surprise a teacher in either direction. So I'm I think I think I'm curious like you know did your teacher reflect to you that you were like g- good at it? Um, he, I feel like I did have a good relationship with him, and and that he was very happy with yeah. my progression and everything. And my mom was always very encouraging of it, of course. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked, you know, over the last few years and she said, you know, it was never annoying. You know, a lot of people yeah. are like, oh, I don't want to get my kid a drum set because yeah. it's just like noise, you know? Yeah. And she said that it was never like obnoxious. And yeah. it's, it's not, it's, my mom's not just like the pat on the back, like, Oh, go get it. Yeah, Good job. Really you know, like she that way. really, yeah. My husband's a drummer too. And his mm-hmm. mom says the same thing. Awesome. Like it was never, she, was she always says like I love hearing the drums mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, when you moved out, it's like I, I missed it. You Quiet. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think early on, when I was feeling that progression for myself, like yeah. I was like, this is exciting. I feel like I'm learning. I feel like I'm totally. doing. And then accompanied with, uh, you know, seeing all those concerts and everything. And right, you see, I, you saw, you were able to see, like behind yourself, like the skill that you had built in yeah. like a short time. And also to see in front of yourself, I was like, like this I is like what this can that look like. And I yeah. want to do that. And so, yeah, from, yeah. but I didn't just want to do like rock. I didn't want to like just be in that world. I was very interested in, in like the symphonic band and the cool. musicals and the jazz band, like learning jazz blew open my world. And yeah. Same. It's just, I, I don't know if you know, we, cause we haven't met before, but I, I have a master's degree in jazz studies. Beautiful. I went to North Texas. Um, and, uh, yeah, same. I was always interested <laughs> in all kinds of music. And then the first time I heard jazz, I was like, 
what? Yeah. How? <laughs> <laughs> um, and now I'm doing more pop, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's a, it's a genre that affects people in, yeah. in a way. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're so right that it's like, it's, it's a combination of like, you're driven and you can see this, you know, and maybe you have a natural affinity. Um, and then like, you know, because like, I think a lot of teachers don't see a lot of kids who are like that, then maybe your teachers are like excited about you because mm-hmm. they get to like teach you stuff that, you know, if your students don't practice you, it's boring it's, yeah. for the teacher. Yeah. Um, so to have a student that's practicing is like exciting. And I'm sure that like, then it's just a loop. Like you as the student, like you feel that and you feel encouragement from your mom. And then it, it's like a thing that you can kind of see like, you can see a path to like getting better and, and you're motivated about yeah. it. Um, it sounds like you were really curious, like you're curious about all kinds of music. I don't know that it's that common for like a 11, 12 year old to be like excited about symphonic band. Right. <laughs> um, do you have thoughts about like where that curiosity comes from for you? Um, I'm not sure where it might come from, but I've, I've just, there's parts of me that I don't like complacency or stagnancy yeah. and or just like getting pigeonholed into one thing. Yeah. And so I, I feel like, and there's so, so many different emotions and feelings and times in your life that I feel like these different things connect with you. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I sometimes I'm just in the mood for something else and it, it's nice to have that diversity, not just feel like I'm yeah. stuck, you know, yeah, and I, yeah. just, kind of broaden so maybe like some what do you do you feel like okay so okay like a little context for like this <laughs> sure. question because like anyone who's listening to the podcast a lot like probably knows where I'm going where I'm like what I'm thinking about but <laughs> I tend to feel like like I kind of mentioned before that like creativity is like it belongs to everybody like everybody can be creative it's like it's you know it's like a muscle like mm-hmm. the more you do the better you get at it um but I sometimes find that curiosity is like not that much of a given. I kind of feel like creativity is more of a given than mm-hmm. curiosity. And I spend a lot of time like thinking and kind of worrying about like whether curiosity is something you can teach, mm-hmm. whether it's something you can like inspire or motivate. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, I kind of want to know like, do you as a, as a curious person and a person who, it sounds like you were curious at a young, a young age. Um, do you feel like that was like just in your personality? I feel like it is. Yeah. yeah. Now that you say that and like with your students and everything, like I've had a few students and I have, I have one right now that I've, I've never like put it into words or like thought about it that way, but I'm, I'm trying to like yeah. instill that or, or try to inspire that yeah. curiosity. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. It's so weird. So I, it might just be kind of, well, and it's weird when you're a curious person and then you see someone not being, it's <laughs> yeah. so confusing. Right. Like, I feel like it took me like a couple of years of teaching before I was just like, Oh, they don't have it. Like, <laughs> like I just thought like, are you being stubborn? Like what, like, is this, is this like a, a me and you kind of a, like a problem? Like I'm just not communicating. Right. And then just to realize like, or you're just truly not curious. Right. And that but then I think like, you know, even if I'm working with kids who are pretty young, ten years is a long time to be with your family. And if your family values are super not about curiosity, then maybe that's enough time to take something that maybe was innate and sort of squash it. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why, I mean, I like to ask people, like, what's your experience? But I agree with you. Like, I certainly feel like that was something that was in my personality that, like, was not going away. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's anything anybody could have done to, like, squash that. Um, But I like what you said about the other piece. So it's like you're curious about stuff, but also you just, like, require variety. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other thoughts about that or, like, what that is? Um, I'm... Like I have a hard time picking favorites with things too. Just again, I feel it all just kind of plays into the moods and the, just the life experiences and where you're at in your life. There's just too much going on to kind of. And there's so much good stuff. Oh yeah. It's totally overwhelming. Yeah. Do you feel like when you, when you're, when you're not picking favorites, do you feel like that's like over time or do you feel like you like favorite really hard on something and then like pivot or is it kind of a constant? There's like, certain things that like stand out to me, and I'll I'll be like really get, about like, a it obsessed. for a minute. Whether it's you know usually like music, but you 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 pivot quickly. I think yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I'm like that too. I I can get obsessive about like I'll have an album that like. I never get sick of and I want to come back to it. And it's like the main thing I'm listening to at least like one month out of every year. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I just can't. Um, But that's not so much like a genre thing as it is just like something about that particular piece of work. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I probably am a little more obsessive than you, (laughs) (laughs) but I can relate. Um, Okay. And then let's just like, you're, you're doing mostly visual art now. So where, where was the beginning of like either making visual art or just like maybe being aware that like you are compelled or interested in visual art? Yeah. So over the, you know, almost, I guess almost 19 years now that I've been playing drums, I've never had the discipline or the interest or I've had interest, but I haven't, I guess really just, I haven't had the discipline to sit and learn something else. I've wanted to learn piano. I've wanted to learn guitar. I've wanted to learn like studio production stuff. I've invested a lot of money, a lot of time into doing it, Yeah, but it just doesn't stick. Like there's been nothing else that has like grabbed me other than drums, you know, and that's just been my whole everything. And I've again, kind of talking about, about like when I ditched trumpet, it's like, I'm glad because I've I've been, I guess that's the one thing that that I I pigeonholed into that, you know, (laughs) that's been my thing. But, um, so a couple of years ago, the band that I was in, that we were touring all the time, we got off the road, we were um, writing a new album. And like I mentioned, the stagnancy thing doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. I can't just like You're busy. sit. I just have, like to, too. have to be busy. And usually when we're off tour, I'm just out exploring Utah, just hiking, just yeah. camping, doing whatever, just because that's my life when I'm home. Yeah. That's something that's very dear to me. And we had that time off. So I was like, you know what? I had had like a little bit of an interest in photography just from traveling all over and right. wanting to capture it just on my phone. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is pretty. This is cool. This is yeah. really neat. And uh, so when we got off the road, I was like, you know what? I think this would be a good way to kill some, not kill some time, but just yeah. like explore I, another avenue and totally capture something for myself. I had yeah. no intention of really putting it out. I just wanted to do it for myself. Yeah. And uh, so I invested in a camera and just started doing that and started taking photos and not all of them are great, you know, especially starting out, you know, whatever. But I started putting some of them out there and showing people and and they were very encouraging and supportive of it, which was exciting and new and 
Yeah. It was so weird, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's great. Um, I just kind of wanted to know, like, if there was an earlier connection, what is it? So you didn't, you mm -hmm. didn't even like really kind of think twice about any visual mediums until then. Not really. Like okay. I took a photography class in high school, but that, that's like the, like film with a, with a, Sure. You know, or you're in the the dark room, like developing right. the photos and everything. Not and digital photography. That yeah, that, that I don't feel like that even really played into yeah that totally at all. Unrelated. It was just a fun class to take. Okay. You know. Okay. Cool. Okay. So we'll we'll come back to that. So um. Okay. So you are you're you have this substitute band teacher who's letting you play drums all the time, <laughs> and then yeah, what happened? Uh, can you talk me through like again, kind of the development of your skills, like your technical skills, and the development of your creativity and like artistic identity, maybe just like through high school. Sure. Yeah. So I, like I said, I just knew that I wanted to play drums. I wasn't interested in doing anything else and not even really going to college because I didn't want to play music in college. I wanted yeah. to tour. I wanted to perform. I wanted to be part of that world. Yeah. And you, and you had that, you had that made that decision when you were like 12. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's just, I knew that's what I Did wanted to do. And did any adults in your life say things to you like, well, you can't do that. Or like, that's not a practical. Not really. Everyone was encouraging. Yeah, they're pretty that's encouraging of it. Awesome. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, especially in like touring rock bands, it's, it's you, you just kind of get labeled as a certain thing or yeah. it, it's seen as a certain way. So, but that's, that, that's not... I guess we'll get to that in a sec of, yeah, of sure. my experience in doing that. But uh, no, they're, they're very encouraging of it. And everyone you know, so kind of supported your, your dream. Yeah. And, and it sounds to me too, like they didn't see it as a dream. They saw it as like a Just, goal. Yeah. 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 And um, so yeah, throughout school, I took as many music classes as, as I could and, you know, did all the musicals that I could, any kind of jazz performance that I could, there's percussion classes Um and, and since my brother, he started playing guitar a little bit after okay. I started playing drums. So, you know, naturally we started jamming together and yeah. that helped a lot, just learning covers and just, then we started writing new songs together and that blossomed into like, well, let's yeah. start a band, let's find some other people. Sure. And then for various reasons that doesn't work out. And then I'm kind of like have that hunger for it. So I yeah. work with other bands with, okay. you know, rock bands, metal bands. I to like go a little farther into sure. some of those things. Sure. <laughs> like I'm taking it in trying to think. Like, yeah. Um my first question is so when you're 12, 13 and you have decided what you're doing for your future, um did you have any experiences where like I was just talking about this with I interviewed a, a ballet dancer last week, which is another another type of a thing like most of the arts, like a lot of the arts where you have to get serious about it really early in order to like really have a chance of doing it mm -hmm. i mean there are other cases but there's plenty of slack in that if you need oh, more okay. i think it's yeah. like it's coiled up over there <laughs> um i want you to be comfy and yeah you can just move move the mic wherever sure. um but i think like being a, a child or a young teen who's saying you know who's maybe saying to your friends like i'm gonna go practice or who's like talking with your friends about this thing in like a serious like focused kind of grown up way. Um, I think it can be like a bit of a bizarre experience for a kid. Did you ever have any things like that or was it kind of private? Well, I like just have just like maybe kind of having this thought of like, 
I'm seeing my future in a different way than other kids my age or just I like the so. fact of being s- that serious about something. Yeah. And of course I didn't know like how to do it or like the steps to do it. I just right. knew that I was passionate about it and it was a goal. It was a dream. It was something that I was going to figure out. Yeah. You know, I, I try to reverse engineer. It's like, I want to do this. Right. So how do I do how it? How do I connect it's just kind of every day? Like what's, what's a, some kind of victory, little victory I can find right. every day to get me to that goal. But you didn't feel like weird or like different. You felt like this is just what I'm doing. Yeah. And you had supportive peers. Yeah. I know that's something like with my students, um, you know, we only know like our own experiences and then I feel like I get to peek into the experiences of my guests and my students. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, so frequently I hear from teenagers who like when they're in the studio with me, they'll tell me like, well, I want to be the next Taylor Swift. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be the next Billie Eilish. And I'm like, it's too late. <laughs> right. You're already 15. Yep. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's mostly a joke, but also. <laughs> um, but then, and then I'll be like, well, you know, what did you work on this week? And they're like, nothing. I just, my friends were over. And I, I think a lot about like, is it on the child to be like, like, how does this happen? Like, is it on the child to be like, I'm not going to play with you today or like, I'm not going to go to the mall or whatever because like I'm writing a song or whatever. Or does it happen? Like, you know, I think about like my experience, I was practicing all the time, partly because I was like such an introvert. Like I didn't have this experience of like friends inviting me to stuff and then being like, I'm going to practice instead. (laughs) It was like, I don't want to go to the mall. Right. (laughs) Like why would I want that? (laughs) I, I feel like I've, I've always been like very introverted and, and, just kind of like this lone wolf, even amongst my family, amongst friends and whatever. Yeah. So it's, that was, I guess my release, my escape. So that was my safe space. That was something that I, yeah. I could control. It was something that I was passionate about. It's something that yeah. I could see my own progression with. So yeah, I, definitely I think that, that, I think the difference, the thing that I'm hearing that's different with your experience is that you, you kind of knew it's what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I certainly didn't. Oh really? Yeah. I certainly did not. But for me, it was a lot maybe because my family like doesn't value creativity. Mm. Um, and so it just wasn't something that anybody really encouraged. It was like something that, you know, maybe I would get a little bit of praise for like occasionally, but nobody was like, Hey, what you're doing is really valuable or like you should try this or that. It was just kind of like, "Mm, Emily does that. Um, and she doesn't, play with friends and go to the mall, which we think is really odd. Oh yeah. Like it was more like, so, um, so I think for me, like choosing to major in music was like a really big Mm -hmm. deal in my family. It was like really (laughs) scary thing to do. Um, so it's just a different experience maybe to have people being like, yeah, sure. Be a drummer. Mm -hmm. Like, great. Um, and I wonder, I wonder if I had had adults that were reflecting that if I would have earlier been like, no, I'm actually serious about this instead of like, I just love this. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So you, so talk to me about, um, how you and your brother started writing songs. Cause you kind of said it like, Oh, then we started writing songs. (laughs) But Like that can be like, you know, you're like not a songwriter and then you are, and that's big. Yeah. So what was that like? I think it just came from, you know, we would, we would, just play a lot of covers, just the songs that we grew up listening to, things that he was learning that are simple enough that 
that like I can learn and he can learn is just playing guitar and drums, not worrying about vocals or right. a full accompaniment or whatever. It's like we can just jam them out together. Yeah. And then I actually, I have some video. It's so silly looking back at it, but those are the just, be- it's it, the right? best. <laughs> just yeah. like setting up a camera and we're just like playing and it's like, oh, that's awkward. But, <laughs> but we're just like having fun. And then like, children. At the, yeah. yeah. And then just like at the end of one of the songs or something, we'll just like kind of jam just like sure. he'll just like play something and I'll just play something and it kind of evolves into something. And I don't, I don't think I ever really saw it as like songwriting. Like, hey, we're gonna, yeah, we're let's try this. writing let's, our songs. Yeah. I think it just kind of like happened and we're like, Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Remember let's, it and exactly. Let's build from let's, it. Exactly. Okay, cool. And then it kind of evolved into, well, let's get another guitarist. Oh, Hey, we know this guy. Oh, Hey, let's get a bassist. And okay. just kind of like little bit piece by piece. And it then was just like a natural it's, you were exploring like, purposefully. Yeah. 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 I, I also think that is not like a given. That's like kind of a special thing. I don't think a lot of people do that. Like I, I think, and it's probably really helpful to have your brother, someone that you trust, like working on that with you. You know, I think a lot of young people have like a best friend who's Mm -hmm. kind of like that, but I think a lot of young people feel like someone needs to give them permission like someone needs to say like, you should try writing something right? or like yeah. you should put together a band. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's cool that you, I mean, it takes like, I mean, did it feel like courage to you? Like to be like, Hey, other friend, do you want to play guitar with us? Yeah. It feels like this accomplishment of like, we're creating it. And then, you know, we yeah. see this as a small victory towards like the bigger thing. And, you know, like my brother, wanted to do music to some extent, but he didn't, I don't feel like he has had or has quite the tenacity that I really had with it. And like, even when I was in seventh grade, we, no, when was it? Was it ninth grade? We had a, like a battle of the bands thing and we won. And, uh, so that was like this major accomplishment. You know, we had some of our family there yeah. and what we won was some studio recording time. Cool. And so we're like, this is amazing. So some of these songs that we've put together, we'll have, we'll be able to like track it. And that was like huge, you know, yeah. going into the studio. Right. Know? Oh my gosh. I and can't so even imagine that just like fuels it like crazy. But then also listening to those songs back that we wrote and that's yeah. like, we, we did, did this, that. You know? Yeah. That's huge. Um, you said before something like looking at these concerts, like mm-hmm. these bands that you had seen and, and taking these little steps back. I think that also is a creative skill, like kind of projecting like, a pathway. Sure. Um, is that something that like, just like with all the other kind of questions, like, is that something that you feel like you have to learn or is that something that's kind of intuitive for you? I feel like it's been intuitive for me. Um, does that feel creative to you? I've never like honestly thought about it in that way. Yeah. It's just like, that's what I know. That's who I am. But it like, this is awesome. Kind of like, like diving into it and like putting it into words. Everybody says that, which makes me like feel so happy. It's really cool. It's a really (laughs) neat way to like look inwards at like my life, you know, my, what my whole being is. Well, it's really important. And this is part of the reason that I started this podcast because I think we all have this stuff, but like I said, it's like, it's so incidental to your life. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's a given for you in a way that you might not even kind of like, I think we all don't really realize like where these little pieces are that are kind of allowing us to be successful. Um, like these little advantages we have or these little, like, you know, 
practices or like habits we have um, that that can be really valuable. And I think like it feels like part of my like goal to try to explain to people that like it's not talent, you know, it's not like I would say you're not a great drummer because you're a great drummer. You're a great drummer because curiosity, this tenacity, this like um, kind of um, not ask, not needing permission to explore um, this kind of creative thinking of like, well, if I see that, like I can sort of imagine, like you don't know what the steps are. Right. Like, so it's creative, you and know? I like, feel like a lot of it too is like, I'm not afraid to like leap into the unknown. Like yeah. there's so much like it's difficult. Like none of this has been like easy. Right. Not to say that no, you're no. applying that or anything, but like no. it's just like such a major part of it that I don't think a lot of people see or understand. Yes, is absolutely. that like the the crazy amount of like sacrifice and, and just like stretch and the kind of I've kind of like singled and like soloed myself out. Like I mentioned, I've I've always felt that kind of way for various reasons, but in this I kind of have had to be to accomplish the things I've had and Yeah. That's totally like, I think it's, I think you're exactly right. Like people, people write off, um, artists as like, well, they're just good at it. Right. And they totally don't realize that like what it actually is, is like all of these just determination kinds of things and creative thinking. Mm -hmm. I I think it's creative thinking more than it's creative doing, you Mm -hmm. know, like most of the time. Um, and I want to tell people that, you know, I, I don't know that it like actually makes a difference to, um, anybody who's listening. Um, but I think it could, you Mm -hmm. know, which feels like enough for me. Yeah. Um, and also just for us to kind of be thinking like, oh, I do that. Like, Mm -hmm. that is kind of a thing that's unique (laughs) about me. It's kind of cool. Plus like, I just like people and I'm curious about people. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So you said you played with other bands a little Mm -hmm. bit. Like you and your brother, or just you? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a couple bands. A pair? Not always, and that kind of. So he and I aren't super close, but with music, that was something that was like awesome that we could connect okay. together and, and everything. So, but the underlying kind of everything else, the kind of vagueness right there, but just um, family stuff. Yeah, it yeah. it uh ultimately came to the surface and made it so we didn't want to work together. It made it difficult to get it. I have hard family things too. Yeah. I love him dearly. Like nothing against that. It's just like, just us connecting has been difficult our lives. Um, so, but when, so how long were you playing together? Like until what age? Um, so kind of early on without like an official band or anything, then we like had a band. Um, I would say that was, probably until I was about 15 ish. Okay. And then we didn't really play together other than maybe like, okay. So you, know, you didn't pursue like the, your profession together. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that I was like, okay. So, okay. So there was, there was, there was a period of time where you're kind of playing with other bands and then you started a band that your brother was also in. That's mm-hmm. like your first band that it's like your band. Is that right? Well, we've, I've had some other bands are like my band. Or like I would join somebody else's band, but oh. he and I did come together again at some point. So, the- can you just like run me through like the bands that you were that you felt like um, invested in? Sure. Yeah. Like how? I mean, it, I might interest people to just know like no, you're okay. how I, many. It's funny. I actually was sitting uh, 
with my very good friend Nate uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I would, did you make a list? I yeah. did. Yeah. I was like, how many things have I been in? Like, as far as like, what have I recorded? And yeah. like music videos and that what, I've been in, like things about. like that. Yeah. So there's the band that he and I were in, uh, King's Throne. And then. And that's when you're a teenager? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just kind of like instrumental. Instrumental. Okay, cool. Whatever. Like and rock? Then kind of rock, metal okay. kind of stuff. And then there's a band called Never Before, which is a female fronted rock band that I was in for, in quite a while. And we were you like invited to that band? Like, um, or did you create We had band? played a show with them Okay, and then made that connection. And then their drummer at okay. the time had parted ways. So they ways were kind of so, a band that then you... Yeah, okay. kind of worked their way okay. in. And then there's a band called This Is My Escape. And that's kind of a similar thing. Or no, 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 it's not. Hang on. This is a long time ago. Yeah. This is weird. <laughs> I haven't it's thought great about this though. Yeah. It's all such important stuff. It really is. Because I imagine like when you're in each of those, it feels like this is a big thing mm-hmm. that like is giving, you know, this feels like purpose. Yeah. And all of them are like fairly different jumps in genres. Yeah, and so, so I'm like learning and I'm yeah. like excited about that. And right. like that this is my escape. It's more metal and like you know, singing choruses, but kind of screaming other stuff. And cool. it was like really melodic and it was like different time signatures and, yeah, and tempo like changes. That, like and for lack of a better word, like sort of like theatrical, like cinematic. That's yeah. the word I'm thinking Yeah, it of. was, it was really yeah. neat. Cool. And, uh, it's band What You Destroyed. It was more kind of relaxed. It was mostly like acoustic, but like there's some minimalistic drums on there, which is really cool. high school that everybody had bands? <laughs> like seriously, the, like... I can't even think of like one band that like was made up of people that I knew in high school. It was mm-hmm. like, so that was not a thing that was happening in my community. It was like, w- were these all people that you, like they were all like kids that were in like your high school or like, yeah. And, and like with, with playing local, local shows, you just kind of meet other people that maybe it's a band from Ogden. But maybe I mean, it's a band from like playing local shows. Like that was not a thing that was happening <laughs> with teenagers that I knew. Yeah. Like, huh. so that's interesting too. Like it's kind of, I'm kind of thinking. Did you grow like, up in the Utah Valley? No, I grew up in Arizona. In Arizona. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah, in the Salt Lake Valley, there, there were a lot of bands. There like were a lot of bands. Just yeah. people like doing stuff. Yeah. It seemed like we had a, we had a strong, like so local music It was a little bit scene. less like, yeah. If someone in my high school had been like, we're starting a band, everyone would, everyone would have been like, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like people would have been like, who do you think you are a little (laughs) bit, but the fact that everybody, I mean, not everybody was doing it, but like there was a precedent Mm -hmm. probably also like encourages some of that. Like, well, if they can have a band, like Mm -hmm. we can have a band. Yeah. Okay, cool. You can, do you want to tell me the rest of your list? That was most of them. (laughs) There there might've been like a couple little things throughout. And and some of those I was with like for a while. So that, that's pretty much like through high school, like various different kinds of music and all the while doing the, the, the classes in school and everything and those performances in school and getting, you know, offered opportunities to, to get like scholarships to the U for like the drum line and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I want to, that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I want to do. So when you graduated, were you in like, were you already in the band that you like ended up touring with? No. Well, I did tour with them. It was that never before band, the, the female fronted kind of rock band and a lot of changes. That's the main band you were in. In that time. Yeah. 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 And so we did some touring and it was. How did you guys do that? 
I like, figured it out. Again, like you, you kind of <laughs> like, did it. You were like the, lot ba- of, the band lo- manager. Yeah, like I, I would not solely like me and the, the, the bassist Walter, it was kind of his band mostly. Yeah. And he and I got very, very when close. When was this? This was, oh man. Um, uh, I graduated 2009. So oh my gosh. a couple years before yeah. that kind of You've year done or so, so after that. so many things. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. I'm so curious about this. Like, like you said, tenacity is written <laughs> like all over that. Um, when you were going to like book shows and to book shows in like cities that you didn't live in, um, like, was it surprising to like the club owners that you were like 17, 18? Yeah. What, you know, they're like, used to like a booking agent or yeah. some kind of manager, some kind of like more official person than yeah. like the drummer, you know, the teenage at the yeah. time drummer of this band reaching out. So did you have to like deal with people being like, sure, man, like, did you, I mean, what were the things about that that were like hard because you were young? Not a whole lot. And before I would reach out to a venue directly, I would, I would find bands in the area. I would you know, look at a venue and see what bands are playing at that venue and then contact them and try to work something out through them. Cause maybe they have, an in with a venue or they know some other bands that we can set it yeah, up. So you, that's creative. A lot of that's just, so yeah, creative. just finding a way to do it. Yeah. Um, what about like branding? Like, was that something you were interested in? Like in the band, you know, like, I, I don't mean like merch necessarily, but like having a, like a look and a feel like, cause I mean, that's like visual adjacent. I'm just curious right. if that was something you were. Yeah. There was, you know, we would always try to have like a look, a yeah. cohesive look amongst us that's like, that looks professional, that yeah. looks like we're, have this something organized, you know, it's not just flip flops and shorts and t-shirts flip-flops or like whatever, no. you know, it's, we were trying to like have so, some kind of look, you yeah. know, and you know, we would work with certain band or brands like, like Dickies we did something for them cool. and they gave us a bunch of clothes. So we're like, cool. Now we have like now we have stuff. Now we have like that's, a uniform to wear together, you know? That's cool. So, that's really cool. Sure. And that's, it's very creative and like resourceful. Um, what kind of places did you tour to with that band? Um, mostly West Coast. It wasn't a whole lot. Like it was, places you can drive to. and Yeah, it was all just in personal vehicles out to um, like the Bay Area, up through Washington, Idaho, just like that top corner. Yeah. Um, I have like, I'm trying to think of how I want to ask, like, I want to, I, I, w- I want to ask, um, what this meant for like your social life, which like, if you're an introvert, then like <laughs> that maybe answers most of it. And like, I get it. I keep saying I was like built for quarantine. This is like, <laughs> yeah. other than not having any gigs, yeah. like I would live like this mm-hmm. forever. Like I have a, a small group of friends. Like I, like quantity over or sorry, quality over yeah, quantity. I knew what you meant. And so, you know, there's, I think, I think I'm wondering more like what it meant to your social identity. Like did being like a drummer in a touring band at age like 17, 18, like, did you have ego problems? Did you feel like people were like making assumptions about the kind of person you were? Like, I'm kind of wondering more like stuff like that, like how people perceived you and how that affected you and Assumptions for sure. Just, you know, it, you're touring, so that must mean you're doing this and this, and it's just party, and it's it's not. And you like, That's not what drives that me. That's not feel what. Cool to you. Like, no, like I, I didn't, I'm not interested in that. That's yeah. not. And even with like ego stuff, like I, I feel like everybody has 
some kind of ego, but I, I never let that like rule me because there's a billion other people that can do what I do. There's yeah. a billion other people that can do what I do better. Yeah. And so I feel very fortunate to have the opportunities that I've had. You didn't get like, a, I, I don't want, you didn't get a big head about no. it. I mean, nobody would blame you as a 17 or 18 year old. <laughs> like it's one thing that I talk about with my guests a ton. Like, you know, I'll, I'll ask people about being a child and like whether they got praise and they'll be like, well, I try not to care what people think. And it's like, but you did when you were eight. So, right. you know, and so I like, I think I, I'm just more curious, like uh, what kind of lessons were in there, you know, or like self-development. Um, and I, I can imagine that being like, if you're a person who's like sensitive and conscientious and thoughtful, I can imagine those assumptions being really frustrating. And like, are most of those assumptions coming from like older people or did you feel that coming from people your age too? Mostly older people or yeah. people that I were, that I was in relationships with at the time. Yeah. You know, like girlfriends would get jealous and those insecurities. Totally. You know, I and, can and that's, totally that's imagine not fun. That. It's like, you know, I've shown you who I am. I'm here because I love drums and you know, not because I'm like yeah. trying to be this like whatever. Yeah, exactly. Some kind of touring ladies man drummer kind but there's, of person. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that don't pursue those things for their relationship. And that's beautiful. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but like yeah. for me, it was like, this is what I want to do. And if, if you're not going to trust me and who I am, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. You know? And so it's like a really hard scab you got to peel off, but it's like, I'm going to pursue what I need to pursue more totally. than like coddle your insecurity. Um, that seems like a thought that like requires a, a lot of self-awareness and like presence of mind for a young person. Um, like once again, was that something that's just like a given for you? <laughs> like <laughs> that was something you have to kind of learn. I, I, that's something I had to learn for sure. And th- yeah. that uh, the example I just said didn't happen until I joined um, this band called Otherwise out of Las Vegas. And that's uh, you know signed to a major record label, okay. like n- definitely next level of of my career and everything. Okay. So uh, you know I kind of dealt with it and played with. <laughs> you know, dan- did the dance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those up until are that point. That, and I was like, like I'm not going to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a certain level that I was like, I can't play around with it anymore. Yeah. 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 I get that. I mean, like I've never been in a band that's touring. I'm, 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 I have like my own, like I said before with my parents being like anti-creativity, mm-hmm. I've had a really long, um, I've had personally kind of a long, like fuse of like um coming to terms with like the kind of identity that like is right for me and not like just trying to make my parents happy or trying to make whoever else happy um uh, what was my point oh um just that like uh these kinds of lessons of like learning to defend like the things that you really want to do it's just hard stuff and it's stuff that there's no rule book for. Like no one ever talks about that. Yeah. I feel like there, there are precedents in like, and sort of protocols for like talking to 20 somethings about like saying no to drugs or like, you know, they're mm-hmm. like, but they're just, no one's talking about like how to say, like, I know this is a little different from what you're doing, but like, this is important to me. And like, I don't know, 
creatively hacking like your relationships to say like these are our boundaries mm-hmm. and like this is what this isn't going to look like all the other relationships that you see on TV or whatever. Right. Um no one there's no guidebook for that. Mm-hmm. And so we learn it messily. Yeah. Which I feel like I I'm just saying I was I'm I was doing my own version of that in my yeah. 20s too. Yeah. And, yeah, and all in all, like I, I've just tried to show people like who I am. Like I know who I am. Like at the core, like I have my integrity of who I am and who I want to be. Yeah. And I want to show that. Doesn't matter like what I'm doing or the people I'm associating with. It's like I, I'm me, you know. Yeah. Like because with mostly with like my grandparents, I worried about yeah. like what they would think just because it's my grandparents, you yeah. know. And yeah. But all in all, like they knew who I am. Yeah. They know who I am. So they didn't like worry or, or judge or anything. Yeah. So. Okay. So what was the name of the band that you did those first tours with? Again, the, um, the female fronted band. Uh, never before. Never before. And then another one that was with my brother. Okay. We did some touring together too. And that okay. was kind of really the end of yeah, our musical stuff together. Yeah, together. Okay. And that was called Turn to Stone. But Okay. Just and then how did you get connected bands. with that Vegas band? Um. Or was it, or I should ask first, was there anything else important in there? Yeah. So. Yes, there was. I was in six <laughs> other bands. <laughs> so kind of, but, um, so kind of the near, like I said, that band with my brother and, and that other band that we were touring with, it just got to a point that I realized I couldn't rely on other people to get me where I want to be. Yeah. And that's very difficult because you kind of need other people, but you kind of don't. I wanted to oh my gosh. I want just to talk about that forever. Do it. You know, I wanted to do it myself. And so I, I found opportunities and there was a there was like somebody hired me to to just perform in their music video. And the wardrobe guy on that shoot liked how I performed and like who I was. And so he referred me to a pop artist that he knows here in Salt Lake. And so I started doing some stuff with her and that led into anybody. Can you say her name's Margie Chadburn. Okay. She's total sweetheart and she's super talented. She's wonderful. Um, but the bassist that was playing with us in that band, he works at a studio called Azevedo studios. Okay. And he, um, there's a guy named Lex D. Azevedo yeah, who I'm, created, I think I'm friends on Facebook with him. Oh yeah. yeah. In the seventies, he created uh, Saturday's warrior. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And so they were doing a recreation of that and more of a film format instead of a stage yeah. format. And so Jake, that bassist who worked at the studio, he's like, hey, so there's this movie that's happening and we're looking, it's set in the 70s and we're looking for the drummer. Do oh you want gosh. to be in the movie? And I was like, I guess, maybe. You, I've never done anything like that. So I've never crazy. like had any kind of thought about that world. Yeah. But I was like, that sounds like a cool opportunity. Yeah. I'm like sure let's do it oh my gosh and so i was in this movie i didn't have lines or anything but i was just kind of like around all the time and yeah you know playing performing on the show for the uh, performances in the I movie feel like and that must have been extremely weird it really was <laughs> but it was awesome to see like that side of things yeah too you know it's it's just mm, yeah. and, and it was it was wonderful and then at the end of that i was asked to play the drums for the soundtrack of it okay and so that was really cool too yeah. Because it's it's just like... You're seeing like feels, all these little pieces. And it feels more professional than like these local bands. I feel like I'm doing it. I'm finding these opportunities and I'm yeah. making these relationships with people and they want to work with me. They're asking me to do things. That's that just so, like means so much because yeah. what I'm passionate about is resonating with people and they want to work with me. And that's just... I was and like, Holy how cow. old were you when that happened? That was probably, oh man, uh, about 24 Okay. I guess. 
So okay, you know, for the years in between, that was kind of like the pop artist stuff. And sure. there's a few music videos that I was I hired have, to do. I have and, two questions. Mm-hmm. And then I know, I know I'm know i interrupting your answer no, you're totally to the fine. other question. You're okay. I'll so ramble. I'll just okay. ramble forever. <laughs> we're pausing at the point where you're saying you're kind of getting this, you're connecting with people and people are like reaching out to you. Um, so I'm just making myself a note that that's what we need to come back to. Sure. So I'm wondering two things. First of all, can you elaborate a little bit on what that thing was of kind of realizing you couldn't rely on other people? Like, just, can you put some words on that? Yeah. So like with booking shows, with showing up to even rehearsals, to learning. being invested. Just exactly. Yeah. Being invested. It's just, I put so much into it and, you know, you set this certain expectation as a group of like what we want to accomplish. Yeah. And that means that everybody has to put in their piece. But when other people aren't, you're like carrying the weight and you can only pull yeah. so much you can only push people yeah even though they're like i want to do this you yeah. can lead a they horse wanna, to water but like they want to skip know. to the fun stuff and exactly not, yeah yeah Ugh. and just like with social media like that's you know even a little bit prior to that in like the myspace days yeah you know, there's certain presence and there's a certain like you got to like be engaging Interact. and so yeah. there's a lot of that behind the scenes of you know, in between like rehearsals and shows and everything right. that, that I would do to try to get out there, try to get people aware. And- right. And you were kind of just feeling alone. Did, did, was there a time, was there a time that you like felt discouraged? Um, or did you kind of just go like, this is an issue moving on now? Definitely I discouraged because I, yeah. I invested so much and I wanted it so yeah. much and I, I wanted it with these people and I believed in it. And so it, you know, it's a lot of frustration kind of and trying to like talk about it and say like, I need a little bit more from you guys. And then it just gets to where it's like not anything they're interested in doing or, yeah. you know, they'll justify it or get heated and then it's just not fun. And it's like, you kind of lose that brothership camaraderie just because, you yeah. know, I'm sure they have their own things going on in their life, but yeah. a lot of it is just kind of yeah. lazy. Oh, Brian will do it. Oh, Brian yeah. will do it. Mm. You know? I and get it's that. Like, yeah. And yeah, I will do it, but like to a point. Well, and I feel like I'm just having this thought right now because I'm so like that too. But I think for me, like the result is like I'm a solo artist instead mm-hmm. of ever with a band, which like it makes perfect sense that that wouldn't happen to you because you're a drummer and not a singer. You know, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like you kind of need a band. I mean, yeah. you couldn't be a sideman, but if you want to be like really creating something, like you need a band. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that would be, I mean, I just like, I just know that like no one works as hard as me. <laughs> and so I like, I have to remember to like, at least try mm-hmm. to like work with other people. Oh, of course. And that was a hard thing too with Side of yeah. UF. I, go ahead. But part of why it didn't work out with my brother, uh, just because I was so just tenacious, it, it was like aggressively tenacious you, to where it's like, you we have, a little. yeah, it, like we have, uh, like a schedule. We got to stick to it. Like, mm-hmm. what are you guys doing? You would, would need, love that. have it's a bus like call. A, and like, I was, you're my I dream was, band, bandmate. <laughs> <laughs> like I love having that schedule and everything, but I was a little bit too like harsh about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there can be room for flexibility. There can be room for fun Yeah, to an extent. Like we still have <laughs> like, places to go. We still have like load-ins. We still have bus yeah. calls, but like. Or the fun is just <laughs> sticking to the schedule. Right. <laughs> I'm just so, kidding, but, but uh, kind of. Right. <laughs> but that was kind of really There's what made it difficult there. to be. I get and, it. And it's just all because like, I just wanted it so bad. Yeah. You know, and I, I wasn't working with them as well as I probably could have. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. but it's just, even, even being so young, I'm like, we got to do it now. Like I want to do it now. Yeah. So why can't we, we can, yeah. we can do it right now. It's, let's do this and that'll help us get there. But did they you, didn't want to go at that same pace. Did you ever feel like there was like stuff that you couldn't figure out? Like that there were things that you were like, I need someone who does this. Like, I, I feel like this piece of this puzzle is like not in my wheelhouse. With certain things, whether it was like, you know, art design stuff or like putting together a complete design for like a hard CD or, you know, mixing and mastering and then getting it on to iTunes or whatever. Like it's so much, those it's are like hard, right? Insane amount of stuff. It's like, you don't really, nobody teaches you how to do it. You just kind of got to figure I it out. I have a master's degree from one of the best music schools in the world and no one taught me <laughs> yeah. how to do it. So right? that is, that is really real. Yeah. So you got to just like research, you got to like connect with people that you know that have done it or know how yeah. to do it. And it's really overwhelming. It is. I just released an album in May and it's my second album, but my first album was like a, a real jazz album where like we only spent like five days in the studio because, you know, jazz albums are so like live, you mm-hmm. know, like even if they're not live, they're they're pretty live. Yeah. Like you're tracking the whole rhythm section at the same mm-hmm. time. So it was a very different experience. Like this album that I just put out is a lot more produced mm-hmm. and and also like I just put a lot more thought into like the branding and the strategy and mm-hmm. oh my gosh like when people would ask me like well what are you working on I'd be like uh I can't like <laughs> I have a I have like a six page list mm-hmm. do you want to like I mean I can't <laughs> yeah. even tell you <laughs> like, oh for sure there's I, so many things I feel like I have like these mental sticky notes all the time that I just like see all these things that I have to do and like all the pieces to the puzzle that have yeah. to be put in order yeah so it's you. crazy <laughs> okay and then my other question was um, when you started having that feeling of like, um, people kind of validating you for, I mean, I don't mean that in like a cheap way, but like in a really like meaningful way, um, asking you to participate in things. Um, did you have any like mixed feelings about that? Or was it just like, this is great. Or was it like, why weren't you noticing all this work that I was doing for the last six years? No, I, I, I don't feel like, you know, why didn't you notice it for the last six years? Yeah. It's, I feel like it came at the right time. You like I had the lessons. Like feeling that, exhausted. No, <laughs> okay, like, I, you know, I, I feel like <laughs> I had the lessons that I needed to with other people, with myself, like I was saying of, of, of the kind of little bit too aggressive, a little bit too mm-hmm. excitable with these things. Like I, I had these lessons and I'm learning and growing and they came at a great time, almost you know, like it just, when it needed to be felt like kind of fateful. Just like, yeah. Cool. Okay. So then I stopped you there. So how did you get connected with the Vegas band or are there other things? Uh, let me see. (laughs) Are there other things? Uh, there probably just a few little things, whether a couple other music videos that I was hired to play in or or just things like that. Um, so with that Vegas band in, uh, what was it like 2011? So I, I did have one, how I got connected with him. Um, so when I was with that band never before we played a show with this band called in this moment, that's the internationally, you know, big band, whatever at the time. Cool. And they still are, but different band. Sorry, I don't essentially. know them. No, you're okay. Um, and made, uh, connections with their guitarist. And on Facebook one, one day I saw that 
he made a post of, Hey, there's a slow, there's this band in Vegas. They're about to do some really cool things and they're looking for a drummer. You should, anybody that's a drummer should hit him up. And I was okay. like, okay. Great. So I'm still with this other band in Utah at the time, but I was like, opportunity. Let's, let's yeah. check into it at least. What, you know, why not? Yeah. Um, and so I reached out to them. We're talking for a bit and it seemed really cool sending videos back and forth, kind of establishing that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't 2011. It must've been just before that. Sorry. I'm trying to figure it out. It, Cause I wasn't even 21 at the time. I'm not going to like think you're lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my own like <laughs> timeline, timeline in there. straight. Yeah. yeah. Because one of the, uh, it, they ultimately didn't go with me at that time because okay. I wasn't even 21 at the time. Yeah, so if they're playing problematic. clubs and stuff, yeah. um, and I didn't live in Vegas. So it just, they went with somebody local in Vegas. It's a great drummer. And since I was introduced to that band and had that, I talked to him for a little bit, I, I like kind of got this little taste of like, yeah. oh, that was so close. And I started yeah. following them and, you know, like they put out cool music and they were cool guys. And it was really cool to see them just kind of explode after that point. Yeah. And I was like, man, I was that close. But it sounds like you weren't like discouraged. You were just like, ah. Yeah. I was like, dang. <laughs> but, cool. but, but, you know, I, I saw that it was like as a like a motivator. Exactly. I was cool. like, there's other things out there like this. It's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, so just kind of following them and then all that other stuff with the movie and the music videos and pop artists, everything. And then in, oh man, what was it? 2016. Um, I'd kind of like, as it got, you know, I, I kind of got burnt out and not necessarily burnt out, but just like, it's difficult with bands. It's difficult with stuff yeah. like that. So well, with the local bands and everything. Pivoting so much and changing gears. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah. And yeah. I, I just wanted like a thing. I wanted to be doing what I ultimately wanted to do of playing in a touring band. Right. Yeah. And it just wasn't really happening. I was doing other cool things, but that wasn't really happening. Mm. And so I just was like, man, one day that'd be cool if that band otherwise just needed, needed, you know, a drummer again, you know, if something happened that if it came up and then, you know, just kind of thinking that. And then uh, a few months later or whatever, the the drummer announced that he was departing from the band. And I was like, oh, (gasps) heck. Like yeah. <laughs> I already have kind of an in, so let me reach out to him and just see if they remember me and whatever. And so I reached out and their guitarist got back to me and he actually did remember me and said that I had been kind of on their radar for the last few months even. Cool. And I was like, that's cool. Oh, like, so flattering. They, they like, yeah. oh man, that's cool. <laughs> that's and so awesome. I sent him things that I had been up to with, you know, performances and recordings and just kind of show him where I am at now compared yeah. to where I was at like the five right. years prior to totally. when we initially talked. And, uh, we just kind of started doing stuff. I didn't really audition. They just, we just started doing things. And with me being in Utah, then being in Vegas, that wasn't even really an issue. I traveled to Vegas a lot. Yeah. You know, you got real good at that drive. Oh yeah. Yeah. Six hours, just audio books and music and podcasts and just doing it. Yeah. But, uh, we just started. And and like I said, that's a, that's a level far above what I had done before. Cause that's like internationally known, internationally touring, yeah. major label What was that festivals. like? Like, I mean, maybe, maybe give me like a couple of highlights and a couple of lows. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's definitely plenty of both. And, um, so even, even the first tour that I went on with them, we had a festival called Rock USA, which is in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. It's with like, the, it was like a three day festival and it cool. had 
just huge bands like Alice in Chains and Shinedown and Rob Zombie and Hailstorm and just like all these big arena rock bands, you know? And, and I was blown away. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go play in front of a ton of people. Yeah. And it was unreal. Just like, I hadn't been nervous playing for a long time, but that was like pressure and it's like new and, and you know, they're this established band and like, I'm going to play this other guy's parts and like, I hope everybody likes it. I don't want to let anybody down. Yeah. and it was just like such a rush. It was just such yeah. a, like, it just reassured like what I'm doing and it's yeah. working. And like, that was like one of the first big shows you played with them. Yeah. Cool. And then we had, um, you know, we, we, we did quite a few tours. The biggest show I played was in Indiana in front of like 12,000 people. And at that time we had a new song that the label didn't really like, but we loved it and yeah. we wanted to like fight that, you know, cause the labels yeah. are all always just like, yeah. They can be really difficult. Yeah. Do you so, do you want to say anything about that? I mean, I feel like that's another one of those things that nobody knows. So I mean, musicians kind of know. Yeah. There's a song called "Won't Stop" that was one of the first songs that I that we were writing together. So I had a studio, and I we would, they would send me files. I would like track something and send it back to them, and we would kind of like write that way remotely, which is really cool. And that song meant a lot to us. It's very like heartfelt, and essentially, like my heart's broken, but it won't stop beating. So it's like you go through whatever and it's just persevere yeah. and yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. And it's essentially what the song is about. And, um, you know, there's, um, a lot of different versions that that song went through and just trying to like find the right version, what it should be. And when we were recording the first album that I was on with them, the producer wanted it a certain way. He just, he's like, no, 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 it has to be tweaked. It has to be this way. It has to be mm-hmm. this way. And we did a version like that and we weren't stoked on it. Yeah. And so we chose to not even have it on the album. We wanted to play it as like live the way that you, as we wanted yeah. to, and maybe one day record it the way that we intend. And, uh, so we did a few festivals that summer and, um, you know, playing this song in front of thousands of people where, after, you know, halfway through the first chorus and certainly into the second and third chorus, they're singing along and yeah. just like a sea of people. And it's yeah. like, it's just like, holy yeah. cow, like that's, that's something a highlight for I sure. helped create. And, yeah. and, uh, it's incredible. And the label was at one of the festivals that we were doing in Seattle and they're like, wow, why didn't that song make it on the album? And we're like, really? Like <laughs> yeah. we told you why we wanted it this yeah. way. And the tweaks that the producer made weren't it. And they're like, okay, well here's a, budget like yeah. you're going to do this on the road so when we were in nashville we stopped at a studio on one of our days off and tracked the whole thing and and it made it on the album which is like a huge win because that doesn't really happen with yeah usually it's like the label's like nope no, but they no. saw the impact that it was having and the yeah you know the connection that a bunch yeah. of people were having with that song so yeah that's kind of a win that's that was cool. a really beautiful win can I ask how long it took before you felt like you were really like part of the band that you felt like it's we and not like them and me? Um, <laughs> I have to imagine that would be really hard. Like a yeah. group that's been together and then you're like, hey guys, and yeah, you were so younger cert- than them. Yeah. Yeah. So certain parts I did feel like I was as a over, you know, as a whole and certainly looking back on it now, I don't feel like I ever really was. Oh, I see. There's big story yeah. with all that. A lot of, lot, a lot of layers. Um, yeah. So how many years were you playing with that band? Because you're not anymore, Correct. Right? Yeah. And yeah. this, this last December, I was with them for four years. Okay. So this last December, I parted ways. Just 
there's, you know, I, I traveled to some of the coolest places and I, I played some of the coolest shows, met some of the coolest people and like just had a lot of their fan bases, more of a family than just like a fan. Like you look forward to going to that city cause you're going to see that person and sure. whatever. Yeah. So like that, so many highs, like beautiful, amazing highs, but there's always a shadow to things. And there was just a lot of lows and a lot of just <laughs> ego can yeah. be a very oh my horrible gosh. thing. It's such a, it's such a, it's so crazy. Like, I feel like maybe for musicians, maybe performing artists, like maybe other artists too, I don't know, but for sure for performing <laughs> artists, there's like, like you have to have a certain amount of ego to even try. Um, which I feel like, you know, a lot of the really talented, like I think sometimes that jazz calls to people who are really artful, but shy Yeah, um, yeah. because it's like jazz is so, um, it's so not about an individual. Mm-hmm. Like there, there aren't like jazz stars in the same way, you know, and that's partly because of just how the music is. Mm-hmm. It's like, we all like become this new whole, which I think can feel really safe to someone who's like, doesn't want to be in a spotlight, but like wants to make music. Um, and, and I think maybe because of that, a lot of the most talented, like brilliant musicians I know, like aren't, any sort of famous, like even, you know, local famous or whatever, um, or, you know, just popular, um, because they, maybe one part of it is like, they just, they don't have that kind of ego to be like, this stuff I'm making is sick, you know, like they <laughs> right. just don't have that. But then like, you can have a lot of that and have no like discipline yeah. or have no like real creativity or like all your creativity is going into this like, image thing yeah it's so so tricky like it almost just feels like either path has an end you (laughs) know what i mean it's a really sticky balance to try to to meet it's not do you feel like that's like the main problem that was going on with yeah um and just there's a lot and i you know you don't need, I mean, yeah, you don't need to talk <laughs> I don't, about I it. I don't ever seem like I'm just talking bad about them or, or whatever. It was just my experience and my perspective sure. on it. And it just, yeah. it just wasn't what it should be, you yeah. know? And there's a magic in those songs that I was a fan of. I was playing songs that, right. that I listened to. I was yeah. a fan of the band before I was a member of the band. Yeah. And, you know, there's a magic in that and there's a magic in what I was able to create with them and how it connects with people and every performance, like the magic that we had on stage and how people, you know, felt that, <laughs> f- yeah. feel that in the crowd. And it's like, that's amazing. But the scales tipped and the, that magic was lost and, and that scared me. And I didn't, don't ever want to do something just to do it because yeah. I feel like I have to do it or like, am unhappy doing something that I should be loving. You know, yeah. it, 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 it's just disgusting to me. Yeah. 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 And that's what happened and uh, held on for as long as I could for for a few reasons. And it just, the last tour that we did at the in fall of last year, it just, everything just came to the surface little... and it just told me why yeah. that's not the place to be. And so that was terrifying to stay, step away from that because, yeah. you know, but when I started that band, I was working, I had a job, I quit my job and, you know, to be a musician, a touring musician, right. and that was my life. So I was like, I, I, I told I myself when now? I quit my job, I'm never going to go back to like having a real, a real job, yeah. you know? I want to do what I want to do and be successful. And, yeah. and 
It's hard though. I mean, like you said before, you need other people. Like even if you're like a super creator and you're very productive and you're like a workhorse, like these careers, like even if you're like the most, like I'm, you know, I think of like someone like an Imogen Heap or something who's like such a solo creator. Mm-hmm. Like you just need other people. You yeah. need someone in the system to believe in you and to give you some chances. Um, so it's it, it can be it can be really scary to feel like my individual output doesn't necessarily connect to like the result that I want. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of heartbreaking uh, and yeah. totally terrifying, but I made that cut. And like I said, I had, I had been, I had picked up photography. Right. And then you kind of had a seamless, so a I fairly had, seamless right. transition. I have maybe just one more question. Uh-huh. Um, my podcast is called Artifice mm-hmm. um, because I believe that as artists, we have these behind the scenes things that we don't talk about. And when I first say that, I mean, I think people think I mean like, the ugly underbelly, but really more what I mean is like that thing of looking in the future and connecting the dots back, like mm-hmm. these kind of unseen like skills that we have or these unseen like habits of resilience. Um, and you know, that kind of feed into our like art identity. Um, do you want to maybe tell me like one or, or two things, one, unless you're like, ah, I can't just pick one, <laughs> but like something or anything about, um, how that time being in a touring band um, like changed your art identity and like maybe the type of behind the scenes relationship you have with art. Yeah. Like I, I totally had to be more adaptable. I had to be more patient, way more patient than, yeah. you know, the, the schedule thing that yeah. I liked. <laughs> I had to yeah be okay with being late sometimes. I had to be okay with missing bus calls and I had to, you know, and I stuck to it as much as I absolutely could, but there's other people. You're that, not in a vacuum. Yeah. So, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of just personally that I had to kind of grow and adapt to make it work for, because of those positive reasons. And as an artist too, you're, you're creating differently on that level. Like a lot of Sorry, I'm trying to say, how do I say it without going off for 20 minutes? It just, I guess even just like how I was saying, writing remotely, but then sometimes parts are written for me where I'll perform it, I'll record it, but it's initially tracked just like programmed. And that's difficult to where I'm like, my job's being replaced by a computer. Yeah. And you kind of lose... some of that integrity you're like it's like how is that okay yeah are you saying are you saying like you had to find different spaces to be creative yeah like your your actual creativity had to like adapt yeah 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 i had to adapt to to what it was because yeah and then there was times where they wanted to just use the program drums and i'm like come on man i'm a person right here and and like so it was really just stick into like, yeah, you need to have that human element. You can tell when it's programmed. Yeah. Yeah. But fortunately well, I was able tell. to do it. And Unfortunately, I plenty of people cannot tell. Yeah. I, I mean, That's I feel the same way true. about vo- vocals are a little different. Cause like it's a person, but like but tuning them. vocals that are like so processed, yeah. like people have, um, 
kids these days have like a tolerance for that kind of stuff. Yeah, that for like, sure. like I played, I had this horrifying moment recently. I played a track from like Mariah Carey's first album for one of my students. And I, you know, I'm listening to it just like remembering like, Oh, her voice, like it's so good. And you know, it finishes and I look over at my student. I'm like, what did you think? And she's like, it doesn't really sound good. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you are so accustomed to auto tune. Oh, no. You just you don't. It's something without it just sounds like right. bad sounds and off, old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but since I kind of couldn't be as creative as I wanted to yeah. in some of those areas, <clears throat> when I initially like picked up a camera, I tried to implement that into sure. what I you know. I was like, for it. how can I add this to what we are creating? Yeah. You know. So that pushed me a lot, you know, with photos and with videos. Um, then with like a lyric video, like I was really pushing myself to create. Yeah. Cause just being like, going back to that like, stagnancy yeah, thing, like I, I, I'm not just going to like be told what to do. I'm not just going to like sit on the side and just be like, wait to be called on. Yeah. So I get that. That helped me. So yeah. Tell, tell us about like your photography, your new photography career. Yeah. So like I said a little bit ago, when I initially picked it up, I didn't, intend to do anything public with it. I just yeah. wanted it for me, for my own captures of my own adventures. And then a lot of people were encouraging and, and I got asked if, if people could hire me to take photos of their band or like a music video or like photos of their family or just like various things. And the idea of incorporating money into it was very shocking and very uncomfortable initially because mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to like taint the purity and the magic of, of what it was to me. Yeah. I didn't want to lose that yeah. and have it just be a job. Especially have it just be like, just lost some of that with drums. Right. 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 Yeah. So this, when I started with photography, I was still in the music stuff. Yeah. But it, I mean, it had to have been like a, like a wedge, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's on yeah, its yeah, way yeah, yeah. out. And then you're, exactly. you're like trying to be careful with your relationship to photography. Right. I imagine. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I sat with it for a little bit and, and had a very conscious thing of like, I'm never going to do something just for the money. I'm never going to do it just because I feel like I have to, or like to where I'm not happy or invested in doing whatever it is, you know, just because like, it'll pay me, you know, that's not, that's not the reason why I want to do anything. Right. And, uh, so little by little, I'd start doing these shoots with different brands and, um, like I did something for uh, an airline in Wyoming and uh, a few clothing brands and uh, bands and families and so cool. did some real estate stuff and like beautiful giant homes in Park City yeah. and like things like this. And again, not sticking to one specific thing of like, I'm going to be a portrait photographer. I'm going to be a landscape yeah. photographer. I, so I want cool. to do all these different things. And yeah. um, I would say that like the landscape side of things is cause that's the core of it. That's, that's yeah. why I started. Right. That's my favorite. And that's cause it's kind of my time too. I can just kind of be out there, see something, be inspired by that, try yeah. to capture that. Totally. And when they share that with other people and it connects with them and in such a positive way, that's, that's a win. That's amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely. so beautiful. And, uh, you know, that's led into like selling prints and everything. Um, and as, yeah, that, that wedge, as the music was kind of like, I don't know how much I can, I can only bail out water as, as fast as I yeah, can. You know, yeah. I had this other thing that I was able to con like kind of control, like control, but not in like a, a weird, yeah. you know, it, like it's, it's, it's my thing. It's my creation. Yeah. It's my, 
you can control pace. your relationship with it. Right. That's the thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, and, and like I said before, I never had anything else that I like that grabbed yeah. me, but, but with this, you love photography. but with this, like I just felt the way that I did with drums and yeah. I was like, this is something that I'm not going to stop doing. This is something that I'm very yeah. drawn to. And, uh, it's led into some amazing, amazing, amazing things. And yeah, when I made that cut with the band, it was terrifying, but it was nice to be able to put more time and more energy and more effort into that and kind of refine what I wanted it to be. So what's going on with drums? Are you playing drums still? Yeah. There's been since, you know, since uh, the beginning of the year, there's been a few people that have reached out to me and I've, I've done some like music videos with them. Um, even with, um, Jared Dines, who's like this massive YouTube, um, musician guy. He's incredible. I was able to do, um, a video with him. Um, and then there's a, there's a tour in fall provided that the world allows it with everything crazy going on. I should be going on a tour again. So it's, there's definitely still music things, but I I really feel like I needed to take that breath from it. It's a lot of people were like touring with, uh, it's a band called Wayland. Cool. I filled in with them last year when we had some time off. Okay. Super good guys, just kind of, just good rock and roll. Cool, good guys, and um, so it'd be nice. What so, um, music are you like listening to lately? Like what? What's like turning your brain on? Everything. Like it, it's that's such a dumb answer, but it's yeah. like I like on my Spotify. I'll literally pull it up right now, and I just have everything on shuffle. I'll see. So what's coming up right now? So there's. Asking Alexandria, which is kind of metal stuff. There's Post Malone. There's Ghost Atlas, Halsey. Cool. There's uh, Fall Out Boy, Hates the Day, Parkway Drive, Paris, The Midnight, Lamb of God, cool. Day Seeker. Like it just goes all over. Do you feel like there's over. like a common thread in like what kind of art you like? Like is there is there like something or like, you know, a couple of things that you're like looking for? I think the biggest thing that I feel with music that I also feel with photography. That's like the key to it all is just connecting with people. Yeah. I just, what I create, what I, I, there's so much passion that, that I bleed in with other people. Like I resonate with, Yeah. but like when, when what I care about connects with people in a positive way, like that's, that's everything. Like even just posting a photo that I took on social media, when it can be a distraction, a departure from, all the other garbage that's mm-hmm. going on in the world. If it, if it can be this positive thing for somebody for a second, half yeah. a second, any period of time, yeah. I feel that's a big I win. I feel like very motivated by that as well. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't want social media to be the end goal for like my photos or anything. Yeah. So, you know, there's been, I, I feel <laughs> insanely humbled the amount of people that have purchased like like prints and yeah, like didn't you just canvas like get and some kind of like a book, a book. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that a good friend of mine in Seattle, she, she's like, you should put a book together with all your images. And, and I was like, that would be cool. I'll kind of set that on my horizon, like a, yeah. a ways down the road. And then I was just sitting with it. And I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And so kind of did a bunch of research on what it would take, how much it would be like the whole, everything I could. And I decided to put a book together of um, just kind of documenting some of my favorite captures from within my first year of shooting, since I've only now been shooting two years. Yeah. So I, I went through my catalog of the first year photos and picked over a hundred images that I feel were my favorite, that were 
the strongest. And uh, I did a Kickstarter to fund it. Cool. And it was successful. It was overly successful. It, it exceeded the goal. That's great. And I had, um, and it's not just like, hey, buy a book. It's pretty pictures. Like yeah. I, I intentionally didn't put any locations or any like text in there. Yeah. And in my foreword and the book, I, I implore people to kind of adventure vicariously through my lens and my eyes. Yeah. And just kind of. You have a purpose about it. Yeah. yeah that's and, really cool. And just like having it be tangible. It's everything's so digital and just yeah. having something you can like sit down with and disconnect, I, I feel yeah. like is important. And yeah, I agree. Something that's kind of being lost, but. Yeah. That's um, really cool. And I've partnered with a couple local nonprofits with it as well. Cool. One being Save Our Canyons, just about the preservation and conservation so of our beautiful landscapes and our watersheds and also Great Basin Wildlife Rescue that I volunteer at. They have a lot of um, like birds of prey and things like that that yeah. um, rescue and rehabilitate. Cool. That's so awesome. I want it to be like a bigger initiative, yeah. not just... I totally hey, get that. Here's a book, you know? I, I, I totally get that. I feel like, so I just put out this album and um, like, you know, I wrote it. I've talked about this a ton, so I'll just be like speedy. But no, um, but I, I wrote it um, like my, during the time I was writing it, my mom got brain cancer and died and she like was a narcissist and we had a, a you know, and that stuff is really taboo, um, like maternal narcissism. And so like I, I built like this whole kind of, um, like this whole kind of like digital, uh, nest for like mm -hmm. the music with like just a whole lot of, um, extra material, you know, so that it is, it's not just the music. Like I feel the same need to have my work be like, it needs to be part of like a, a bigger, more important type of a context. Yeah. Um, you know, like whatever, like that's something that at that time in my life, I felt like I'm learning this important thing. And like, you know, it's something that I'm absolutely know that other people like, <laughs> you know, need words for. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really cool though. That's beautiful. Um, I have, uh, I mean, what you're doing is cool. And also <laughs> thank you. I'm not saying I'm cool, uh, but it is. thank you. That's great. <laughs> thank you. Um, I have another kind of like weird question. Mm -hmm. You seem like, you seem so like present. You seem very, um, like resilient and curious. Like I've said before, do you feel like, do you feel like you like expect people to like, like you? No, no. Like <laughs> I, I don't expect everybody to like what I create or me as a person yeah. and not everybody's going to, I'm not trying to like get people to, it's yeah. just, I am who I am. And if and I try I think, to be nice and I try to be oh, aware of, of, course, of how I treat yeah. people and everything. I think but. I mean more like when you like, okay, I think this is more what I mean in order to make cold calls or reach out, you know, to this or that person or like put yourself in the pathway of like an opportunity. Um, it's a very, very optimistic like way to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I'm just wondering like when you're in the part of that interaction where you haven't gotten a message back, like what do you experience? Like, do you kind of feel like I'm, I'm good and I'm, and I'm kind and I'm do good work. And so if someone tells me, no, it's, they're going to have a practical reason. Or do you feel like, like, do you think about rejection? Um, yeah. Um, 
so a lot of the opportunities that I've had musically and with like photo video stuff, I haven't had to cold call. Okay. Like, thankfully. Yeah. And and I put a lot of effort into like who I am to make these relationships with people with no expectations. But, yeah. you know, if, if they have a good experience, if they like what I create yeah. and they, they're like, oh, Brian does a thing like this. Let me yeah. reach out to him. Like that sure. is amazing. Okay, because yeah. honestly, I'm not great at like cold calling and like initiating like, Hey, I can do this for you. And well, like, yeah, and I, was, I know I can, and I right. know I could do a great job, but I have a really, really hard time at pitching yeah, my stuff. Totally. So, well, I'm wondering too, because like, it seems like it's a tiny bit of a, of a recurring theme of like, you have maybe a bit of a conflict with like some people you're working with because you're like, you want to work really hard. <laughs> yeah. And that can be something that's so unfair because it's like, it's such a, it's such a justifiable choice to make, <laughs> but then like when it's off putting to other people or like they find it overbearing or something, it's, it's like, but it's good, but it's like a good way to be like, I, I think I'm, I think I'm wondering if you like anticipate that kind of thing happening or if you feel pretty like open, like, so I don't feel like it's been overbearing for the last while. You, you know, I try you, to, I, I try to be aware of that. Flexed and, a little. And yeah. Yeah. You know, mainly like with <laughs> yeah those bands with my brother and stuff, but I've, I'm, I am very tenacious and I'm very like, I want to, I will achieve. You don't feel you know? like you need to like put that in check. Right. You just feel like. Yeah. It's if, just, if it. You're so, just optimistic and you're just moving. Yeah. That's really cool. And, uh, if I do, if I am talking with somebody about like an opportunity, then I'm not saying I exclusively do opportunities that come to me. Like there are times where I reach out, but if there's something that's kind of in the limbo where it's being figured out, I try not to like reside in like, Oh dang it. If I don't get it, it's going to be horrible. It's like, there's always other things. And if they go with somebody else, it's because they have a reason to go with somebody else for their needs. Like ultimately any thing that I do with somebody, I want it to be for them. It's like, of course for me, because I got to survive and everything and and create, but I want them to be comfortable with the outcome yeah. for them. Right. If that makes sense. It seems extremely <laughs> healthy and like self-aware and very like mindful. Um, okay. I just have like, I have two more questions. Sure. Um, so is there anything else that you want to say about this? Like artifice question of like stuff that you maybe just like wish people knew about like what it's like to be in your career or just maybe even if you want to go like more kind of, like something that maybe you'd like to share about your relationship to art and creativity. Um, Just kind of a, I think something that maybe isn't seen or understood. And I don't really put it out there is that it's just not easy. We kind of said it before is that like, I I do try to be as optimistic as possible, but I, I feel like I'm more realistic than optimistic and with how I view things, how I approach things and how I just go about my life and, and my goals and everything. But there is a lot of struggle with it. Yeah. You know, I, I, but I, I do, I would rather swallow that and like take care of that myself, keep it in check and just kind of like deal with it more than like put that out there. Yeah. But you know, it, there's, there's been, especially with like joining the band and going from like a steady job with a lot of my savings to like touring where you don't, you know, we made decent money when we're touring, but when you're not touring, you got to float yourself. Yeah. And, or get a real job and I'm not going to do that. So like there's, there's been a lot of strain, but like I've always kept myself afloat and I've always been like smart 
yeah. you know, with, with my financial choices and everything, but like, it does get stressful. All the relationships, whether it's romantic or business or friendships can get strained. I've, yeah. I've lost um, family members while I've been away. That's incredibly difficult. My yeah. aunt unexpectedly passed away and I was in Vegas. I couldn't go yeah. be there. And the one that totally was just absolutely difficult was my grandma. When she passed away, we were on tour in Houston and yeah. just like devastated. You couldn't, I can't yeah. do anything about it. Yeah. You know, I can't be there with my family. I can't yeah. be there for the funeral. So like there's so much sacrifice that isn't seen. And, and I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm answering the question, yeah. but I, I don't put that out there because I would like to be as much as I can, just like a positive light to other people, like yeah. to be inspired and to inspire others is kind of what yeah. I want to do. I don't want to like project this on you, but I think, I think I like get what you're saying. And to me, it feels like, um, like, it, like in my own experience of this kind of thing, art and creativity is like the most beautiful thing. It's like such a beautiful thing. And for me, it's not even so much that I don't want to like put my like insecurities or, you know, like my own fears about like what I can or can't do or, who will or won't listen to me or whatever. Um, but it's almost just like, it's it's not like it's a choice to not put that stuff in the creativity. It's just like the, the purity and the integrity of the, of the art is like the answer yeah. to that stuff. Yeah, it's not that it's like, I'm trying to hide it. It's yeah. just like, this is the way out of it. Yes. Like it's the only thing that fixes it. Yep. Like yeah. even, even that day that my grandma passed, we had a show and you know, the band was like, we can yeah. play acoustic. You go take your time. It's fine. And like, yeah. I was like, no, yeah. I wouldn't imagine not playing. It's so funny that so you I say was that. Able to it's like, not funny, but I played a show the day that my mom died and I said like the same things. Like, yeah, it gives me I, chills. It's I can't, like, yeah, I can't imagine a better, like I, I couldn't have ever imagined a better thing to be doing yeah. on that day. And it, it was different for me because I wasn't close with my mom. So it would have mm. been hard in a different way for me to be there. Yeah. But the thought of like just taking my time, like, no, 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 <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> like I'll be making like having this um, connection with an audience. I was just playing at a wedding. So it's not like it was even like this high art kind of a thing. But, you know, facilitating joy for other people is like the only antidote like it's is the only thing that could have possibly helped that that day absolutely you know? yeah I there's, there's some songs that uh, written before my time with that band and that we had written that are about loss and about like difficult times and everything and so i had a new perspective in that moment on that day as i'm playing these songs it was it was yeah. very like therapeutic and like very like healing totally and just helpful for I get those that. difficult times, you yeah, know, that's really beautiful. Um, okay. I always ask everybody the same question at the very end to wrap it up. Um, on this day, what is your dream collaboration? And you can go all out. You can involve whoever you want. <laughs> you can involve any locations you want. Mixed media, anything. Mm -hmm. What's your dream? dream oh man. Uh, dream project or dream collaboration. That's difficult. I don't, I don't, think I've ever really thought about that. I would say with music, I'll, I'll give you two answers. Great. But like I, Dave Grohl of Nirvana and the Foo Fighters, like yeah. I, I, I think he's just one of the most brilliant musicians. And like, as a human, he just seems like wonderful. It'd be really cool to do 
some kind of project with him. Yeah. You know, that'd be really neat. Um, with, with photography slash videography, um, my biggest goal with that is to have my work in galleries and to be like traveling and, and capturing as much as I can all over the world. And I, I mostly see that as like a solo thing, just yeah. kind of me doing my thing. So I, 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 I like there's, Maybe there's the a lot of artists element is like the gallery it gets in. I mean, yeah. yeah like, okay, I, I, or like the museum, you know, I yeah. would say that's a, I would say that's a collaboration. Sure, yeah. It's a partnership. Yeah. 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 Like there's, there's certainly artists that I look up to in, yeah. in that, in those worlds that yeah. just to be able to shoot with them for a day and learn would be incredible. Yeah. But yeah, I've never it's really thought about that. It's kind of a solo that. thing. <laughs> I, almost everybody that every once in a while people be like, here's my answer. This is the film. This is the director. This oh, yeah. is the cast. <laughs> these are my co-stars. Um, but most people are like, hmm, you know, it's weird. Yeah. You'd think we'd think about it more. <laughs> like yeah. You'd think we'd, you'd think we'd have like a dream, like ready to go. Right. Um, but it, but when you're, when you're connecting A to B like that, like artists really actually have to, you are thinking about like these steps that are right in front of you, maybe more often than you're thinking about like some, yeah thing um tell everybody where to find you um i think i'm most active on instagram it's at brian underscore medeiros so good luck spelling that will you spell it (laughs) yeah Uh, b-r-i-a-n underscore m-e-d-e-i-r-o-s medeiros medeiros yeah and uh there's links to i have a lot of my work on there but there's links to like my photo portfolio of like real estate model adventure type things that okay. I've done. Um, what about your music? I mean, do you want to tell people somewhere to, yeah, there's, stuff uh, on, on YouTube, there's some like drum videos that I've they done. They should look your name. They should yeah. just type in your name. Like okay. even just like Brian Madero's drums, like that'll okay. pop up for sure. Brian, thank you so much. This yeah. was such a joy. Awesome. I thank loved you it. So much. Thanks for listening to artifice. Our music is by Jerem Hansen and artwork by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, please send me a note through my website, emvocals.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.